It's that time of the week. It is a Finance Friday with our own Lindsey Crosby. What's your title at MidSouth Bank? Commercial Loan Officer. Commercial Loan Officer with MidSouth Bank. What is our uh, Finance Friday topic this week? So April is Financial Education Month, but I'm not waiting until April to give you what you need. So we're talking today. You're such a forward thinker, and I love that about you. Thank you. We're talking today about uh, there's folks who may have received some money recently. It may have been a stimulus. It may have been a tax refund. It may have, you know, let's talk about what to do with that. Productive uses of that money. But specifically, I want to talk about debt. So, you know, we've we've talked before on the show, and I talk about it quite a bit, about how debt hinders you in a lot of different ways. And, And so the goal is obviously to get out of debt, to no longer have that monthly expense. And there's a couple different methods you can do. So... Uh, one of them is called the debt snowball. One's called the debt the debt avalanche. I'm going to touch on both of those, but then let's talk about why a hybrid plan is probably best for you. So, debt snowball is the one that everybody has heard of. Dave Ramsey uh, is literally a millionaire because of the debt snowball. And the idea behind this is you sort your debts from smallest to largest. So, if you have five debts, the smallest one is the first one. Mm-hmm. And his thought process is. I want you to pay the minimum to everything except for the smallest one. Right. And the smallest one, you pay everything that you can afford to pay to that one. Once you've paid that smallest one off, take everything you were paying to that one and roll it over into the next smallest one. It's called the debt snowball because think about a uh, snow rolling downhill, it gets larger as it rolls downhill. Yeah, you pay three or four off, and then whatever the minimum payments were for those things, they all add up until you can get the next one quicker and and so on. Yeah. So the the thought process behind this is you get a lot of quick wins. You know, like you can, if you are dedicated and diligent about it, you can pay off two or three debts rather quickly. Mm -hmm. And so you get those little quick wins. You see those come off and you're like, okay, like this is, you get some confidence. This is feasible. I can do this. I get the confidence that this is going to work. Right. Um, it's not necessarily always the cheapest way to do it. Um, but it is, it's something where mentally this is the, this is how you can make sure you're going to stick with it. Mm -hmm. Like if you need the motivation of being able to see progress, this is the best method for you. Yeah, it's the whole debate on, like, do you do what math says or do you appeal to human emotion? And yeah. a lot of times those aren't the same thing. Is it the head or is it the heart? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, and and I talk about this when we talk about budgeting. I talk about this when we talk about debt. Everything comes back to you know yourself and you know what's best for you. And so the debt snowball may be what you need to do because you need to see that progress. You may be more analytical or you may be more independently driven to get it paid off as cheaply as possible, mm-hmm. and the other method may work. It's it's usually called the debt avalanche, but you can think about it as debt stacking as well. Okay. This is something where you sort everything by the interest rate. So, And you sort it by, from highest interest rate to lowest interest rate. And the thought process behind this is the higher the interest rate of a debt, the more it is costing you per month to have that debt, for that debt to exist. So you start off by paying the highest interest rate debt and then the minimums to everything else. Once that one's paid off, you then go to the next highest interest rate debt. Now, usually 
the math works out in your favor on this. Uh, you you save money and in interest because the thing that's out there at like 15%, like a credit card, gets paid off before the thing that's out there at 5% or at 4%. So it typically works. Um, now, it's it's not perfect. One, if your largest or if your highest interest rate debt is also your largest debt, right? you're going to feel that difficulty of making the same number of payments for a long time to get it taken care of. So you may not have that that mental feeling of making progress. So mm -hmm. that's an obstacle for some people. And then depending on the size of those early debts, it may cost you in the long run. Because if you have, like I said, if, you, if that first debt you're paying is large, then you're making additional payments to debts four and five, where if you did the snowball method, you could have gotten those completely gone and then focused on the larger debt and maybe paid more to it. So it doesn't work in every scenario, but I think it's definitely something where if you're diligent and if it works out for you, it's the best method. It's just such a – it really just frees up so much of your cash flow when you have – you know, these little payments that maybe are just like 60 bucks a month or, I mean, yeah. anything really under $100. And it's just those annoying things. And you could just – it opens it up. Even if you don't – even if you don't finish at that point, even if, you know, you, you, you get worn out by it, like at least it's going to open up some cash flow for you down the road. It's going to make your life better regardless of, of, of how it ends. Exactly. And and ultimately that's the end goal of this. You know, we, we talk about it all the time. The, the end goal is to – to improve your quality of life by not having the the emotional and the financial toll of carrying that debt on you. Now, my preferred method for this, I actually want to encourage you to take a to kind of combine these approaches and, and and do a hybrid. So if if I was in this situation, and thankfully I've been lucky enough where we're you know almost completely debt free other other than a mortgage, but uh, if I were in this situation, what I would do, I think, is if I had something that was an unusually high interest rate, like a credit card, a lot of credit cards right now are 15%, you know, 16.99, they're double digit percentages. Mm -hmm. I would attack that super high interest rate first, get that taken care of. And then once I had knocked out that one big thing, then I would go ahead and do the debt snowball. And the thought process there is, is I want the quick wins, but financially, it's worth it to me to get that big one taken care of quickly. Sure. So attack that one and say, okay, I've done the hardest job now. Now let me stack everything by size. Does it does it matter a little bit, though, about how much that is? Like, I mean, you hear these stories about people that have $130,000 in student loans, which, you know, you're Why? wincing in pain. But, like, a yeah. lot of people do yeah. it. You know, if you listen to Dave Ramsey on News Talk WANI tonight – I'm sure that somebody's going to call in with a similar issue. And like when it's that big, when you look at it, it's like, gosh, this really kind of looks like a mortgage when you look at the scope of just how massive this thing is. That's when it's like you probably shouldn't start with that, right? Just because it's so – like there's no way you're just going to be able to tackle all of that with no kind of momentum whatsoever. Yeah, and the good thing about the student loans is typically those are going to be lower interest rate debts. Sure. A lot of student loans are going to be low single digits, below 5%. And so that's something where, especially right now, given that we've done payment forbearance, uh, we're not charging interest on student loans, we're not requiring you to make payments. That's something where I'd tell people, if you're setting this program up now, I would not even be making payments to my student loans right now. Take the money you were going to pay your student loan, put it into 
a savings account where it's available. There has been discussion among uh, congressional Democrats about pushing President Biden to to forgive student loan debt. Uh, there is a provision in the the most recent uh, COVID legislation that sets up uh, tax forgiveness for student loan debt. Where you know, where if that's forgiven, you don't have to pay taxes on that amount. Mm-hmm. And so, if you're calculating the debt snowball or debt avalanche or hybrid method right now, I would make sure that you exclude student loans from that. Put that money aside because that money that may be partially or completely forgiven. That's the situation we're in. That's the only thing that we have left is is my wife's student loans. We have we have the amount set aside currently, but we're just not going to use it yet because I mean, there's been all this talk about forgiveness. I mean, you don't want to. I don't want to just pay it off and then it's like, oh, I could have just kept that if if that happens. So I'm not relying on the government to forgive it, but if they do, I'm prepared for it. That's kind of that's kind of our approach for it. And that's the best way to handle it. Yeah, and it's in a savings account, so it's getting like virtually no. No gains on it, but it's better than zero. And if something happens for an emergency fund or something like that, we have it there. Yeah. Uh, savings accounts right now are not a way to make money. Not uh, but, at all. But it's a way to ensure liquidity. It's a way to, in case of emergency, you right. have access to to liquid capital, which is not something that everybody has. Yep, absolutely. All right. Uh, Lindsey Crosby of Mid-South Bank. This is a Finance Friday right here on Auburn Opelika this morning. It's a Finance Friday. Zach Blackerby here with you. Of course, our own Lindsey Crosby of Mid-South Bank. All right, what uh, what are we wrapping up this Finance Friday with? So there's people who are in the situation like you where they've, they've taken care of just about everything. They may or may not have student loans, mm-hmm. but uh, they may not need the stimulus check they just received or a tax refund or whatever to sure. pay their immediate bills. And everybody's thought process is stick it in savings or be like Zach's wife and buy a Peloton. Uh, there are other uses for that money as well. I just kind of want to make sure that you've thought about before you go ahead and, and click purchase on a $2,000 bike with a $60 a month subscription. 30. 30. Yeah. Still, yeah, it's fine. Um, I'm very excited that she's focusing on her fitness, and you can too. I just hope she uses it. If she uses it, I have no issue with it. See, there you go. Um, so, so one of the things you can do is saving for retirement. Now, a lot of folks through work will have like a 401k and stuff like that. Sure. Uh, But you can also open an IRA. So the deadline to contribute into an IRA for 2020 is April 15th of 2021. The maximum you can contribute is $6,000 unless you are over 50, and then you can contribute $7,000. So obviously, the earlier you do that, the more time that money has to work for you, the time value of money, something we've talked about here in the past. So if it's something where your debt is paid off, you don't necessarily need this money, that's an option you can do, uh, especially if you haven't applied your taxes yet, because that can go lower your taxable income, things like that. So saving for retirement is an option. Another option is putting that into a 529 savings plan. If you have children, mm-hmm. you want them to go to college without that $100,000 of student loan debt that we, Gosh, that we hear about. Right. And it blows my mind when I see those stories. I know somebody who – I think you should just like – I mean, 
make your kid if like okay if you're gonna do that like work like work through school like it's okay to have a job in college i know somebody who came from out of state into auburn and got a degree in early childhood education and so she's in six figures of debt for like for a degree that she's now working as a preschool teacher and i'm like that's that's not that makes me hurt man yeah like financially that's not that's not a good decision it's so messed up that the government allows that to happen that they will loan people money knowing that that's what they're going to make that is just so i could talk about the student loan issue all day long i know and that's why I wanted it to bring up the It makes me so mad. That's why I wanted to bring up the 529s. That's something where you can take this money. Uh, if you're a, a married couple, you can contribute $10,000 uh, into a 529 and have that be a deduction on your state of Alabama income tax return. That's deducted from your, from your income. Okay. So that lowers your tax burden to the state of Alabama, as well as helping set up your children for success when they get to college. Uh, just as a reminder, money you contribute to a 529 grows tax-free. It can be withdrawn once your child is in higher education, again, with not paying tax on that. So whether it's something like they're going to see our friend Todd Shackett at Southern Union or they're going to a four-year university or doing the hybrid model he talks about a lot. And it's pretty it's pretty loose on what they count as like spending towards education, right? I mean, it can count towards transportation, it can. T- I think it can count towards like rent and stuff too if you're using that for school, right? There's a reasonable amount that you can do for room and board. Yeah, you can do transportation expenses. I mean, I I know people who you know. So so I went to high school in Georgia, and I had the luxury of, of the the Hope Scholarship, and I had friends who I went to high school with who were going wanted to go to Auburn, and their parents said if you'll go to an in-state school instead and get the Hope Scholarship, I can use the money in your 529 and purchase you a newish vehicle so that you have reliable transportation all the way through college and into the workforce mm-hmm. you know and that's that's allowable because transportation's allowable cost under a 529 plan so that's something you can do but the, and the third thing i want to mention is you can you can always make donations now a lot of people think well if i do the standard deduction i can't get any sort of tax credit for my donations um, if you take the standard deduction you can still take an above the line deduction of for a married couple or $300 for an individual for cash donations. So you can still get a tax deduction for donating cash to a nonprofit to a worthy cause, even if you're taking that standard deduction. And with some of the most recent tax legislation changes, a lot of us now are taking the standard deduction. If you itemize, uh, Congress actually lifted the 60% of adjusted gross income cap on, on cash donations. You can donate up to 100% and have it be deductible uh, for 2020 and 2021 as long as it's cash donations. Okay. So that's something where whether you're itemizing or not, you can make a cash donation and you can get uh, the tax benefits that go along with that. Uh, and you have the ability to help a local nonprofit, whether it's something like the food bank who's seen an increased demand for their services, whether it's something like Storybook Farm that is doing worthy work to help people in, you know, in, in Lee and surrounding counties, uh, or you know, some sort of national nonprofit that's doing disaster response for the storms we've seen this week, things like that. Uh, but the point is, this money, you know, and is there for you to be to help improve your financial situation. But I do want to remind folks. Carve out a little bit of that to do something fun with it. 
Mm-hmm. It can be go out to dinner. It can be buy something stupid. Like a Peloton? Like a Peloton. <laughs> I was thinking a percentage of that, not the whole thing. But, yeah, yeah, it can be, you know, but it yeah. can be. My wife spent it all on a Peloton. Uh, I think you said it was like within the first hour it was in your bank account. It was gone. It was only like 90 minutes after she woke up. That's actually kind of impressive. Yeah. She's wanted it for a long time. There you go. So. But yep. the point is, <laughs> mentally, especially if you're being very diligent about paying off debt, mentally it helps to be able to reward yourself with something small for the discipline you're having and the work you're doing. Lindsay, if folks have financial questions or need to uh, you know, help with expanding their business or anything like that, how can they reach out to you? You can find me at MidSouth Bank, 519 East Glen Avenue in Auburn, or you can call me, 334-521-6009. Coming up, your local news, then our, uh, our friends from Auburn City Schools, Superintendent Dr. Kristen Herring, right here on Auburn Opelika this morning.